Greetings, fellow Dungeon Masters, Noble Adventurers, and others. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast, and this time we are doing another Creating Villains episode. Today we are focusing on the Cleric. Now, if you haven't listened to one of these Creating Villains episodes before, here's what we're trying to do. We are reading the lore and the abilities of classes in the Player's Handbook and other supplements, to help us brainstorm some ideas for good villains, or even campaign hooks, or adventure hooks. And today we're reading the cleric. Now, what I've said before, I just want to clarify on, if you are sort of following along with me, and you're in your brainstorming process, and you decide, hey, maybe this idea I have would work better if the villain was a sorcerer, or a fighter of some kind, that's that's fine. Today we're just reading the cleric stuff. We don't necessarily have to create a villain who is a cleric. When we're doing this, I just want to have that caveat out there that if you feel you have an idea that works well with a villain of a different nature, a different base class, then you know what? Go with your gut. In a lot of cases, it may not be completely worthwhile or in your interest to slot your villain or a villain into a certain class at all. Maybe you want your villain to do a little bit of everything, and you know what? That is completely up to you. So let's get into this. I think for this one, the ideas that I've come up with do lend themselves pretty well to a villain or an antagonist who is a cleric. Now, I'm going to be using the term villain pretty regularly, but really, it could be antagonist. It could be any character who has goals that are in opposition to the goals of your players, of your player characters. That doesn't necessarily make them a villain, but any antagonist simply has goals that interfere with your protagonists. But I will just be using the term villain for simplicity. It's fewer syllables. So first off, if we do want our villain to be a cleric, then we have to ask ourselves, what is a cleric? According to the Player's Handbook, a cleric is a conduit for the power of their god. They are someone chosen to fulfill a high calling. Pretty simple, right? So automatically we have some background flavor for this villain. And it also might provide an easy choice for the motivation of the villain. If they're a conduit for the power of their god, maybe they are on a divine mission of some kind. Now, by examining the list of deities in Appendix B of the Player's Handbook, you can get a lot of ideas for the types of gods that would be interesting to have to send a servant out into the world that your players may need to thwart. Or, if you've already developed a pantheon for your own world, then you already have a list of gods to choose from. Uh, The question of why your players need to stop this enemy may also be answered by the particular deity that you choose for this villain. For example, a cleric serving an evil war deity might be out to turn bitter rivalries into full-blown conflicts, spanning entire provinces or kingdoms. That's something that most self-interested heroes would definitely have an interest in stopping. For this exercise, in order to brainstorm a unique villain character, I focused on the various divine domains in the Player's Handbook, and Xanathar's Guide to Everything. 
Now, there are a few domains that are really obvious choices in terms of being a domain for an evil cleric. I'm talking about war. I'm talking about the grave domain and the death domain. Now, I actually avoided all of these because there's a lot of overlap with other classes and probably with future creating villain episodes. The war domain would heavily overlap probably with the paladin and maybe even the fighter class. Uh, the death and the grave domains are too reminiscent, in my opinion, of a lich, which I will likely touch on when we do the episode on the wizard class. And besides, the Dungeon Master's Guide already provides a build for a cleric of the death domain. I did have some good ideas for the nature and tempest domains, which to me are really two sides of the same coin. Tempest seems to be a smaller part, like an aspect of nature. Uh, but these two domains, to me, seem to belong more to the druid and potentially maybe even to the sorcerer. So again, a lot of overlap that I wanted to avoid. So the first domain that I did choose was trickery. The player's handbook says, Clerics of the trickery domain are a disruptive force in the world, puncturing pride, mocking tyrants, stealing from the rich, freeing captives, and flouting hollow traditions. This type of antagonist would be great uh, for a chaotic neutral or chaotic evil type character in your campaign. Uh, anyone who follows a god of trickery, uh, you know, very reminiscent of the Joker. Now, this small paragraph from the player's handbook already gives some ideas for small adventure hooks. Freeing captives. The cleric could free captives in order to create chaos. There's a small adventure right there. Of course, these captives are dangerous criminals, potentially. Stealing from the rich. The cleric steals a powerful relic, perhaps, with dangerous properties and sells it. And your players, because they're good people, have to track down this dangerous, unstable relic. In order to do so, they must capture this villain and work with him or her to recover it for the safety of the public. But the players can never be sure if the cleric is being truthful. As the dungeon master, you could decide that any insight check against the cleric made by the players could yield uncertain or unclear results. Or you could even tell your players, this cleric is telling the truth, or this cleric is lying when that's not true. It's simply what the player characters would believe. I think this would be completely appropriate for a cleric of the trickery domain. Even if a player character is really good at insight checks, they cannot discern what is true and what is false with this character. They are simply a force of chaos. And looking through the other abilities of the trickster domain, one of the more interesting, perhaps one of the most interesting abilities, is improved duplicity. It's actually invoked duplicity, and improved duplicity comes at 17th level. At 17th level, you can create up to four duplicates of yourself instead of one when you use Invoke Duplicity. As a bonus action on your turn, blah blah blah. Now, the Invoke Duplicity feature creates an illusory duplicate of the cleric. But if we're going to create a memorable villain character, we really have to augment this. Instead of creating illusory duplicates, this cleric has full-on 
physical replicants, basically clones. Now I'm going to draw on a book that I read. Uh, it's called The Rook by Daniel O'Malley. A really fun, really unique story. I really recommend it to anyone who enjoys humor and fantasy. Uh, but there's a character in this book named Gestalt. Gestalt is four individuals, four separate bodies, but one individual entity. It's one mind that controls four bodies and can control four bodies at the same time. Look through any of the four, look through all of the four, control them each independently. And this would be really interesting to do with a cleric of the trickery domain. Springing this sort of surprise on your players could be an incredible turn, especially if they've already fought and either captured or killed this cleric. Then for them to see this cleric once again walking around, of course they would probably think that they were raised from the dead or that the one that they killed was perhaps someone in disguise. But learning that the enemy that they're up against is one entity with four bodies, that would be really unique and a lot of fun for the players as they tried to dig into the mystery of the nature of this enemy that they're up against. Now, the other domain that I settled on, and I only really did two because of, again, the amount of overlap, was the knowledge domain. Player's Handbook says, under the knowledge domain, some deities hoard knowledge and keep its secrets for themselves. That right there, that to me sounds like great motivation for an evil cleric. Of course, a well-known, perhaps the most well-known evil deity of secrets in the knowledge domain is Vecna, the god of secrets and of the undead. But another deity listed in the player's handbook that is in the knowledge domain is the Shadow, the chaotic evil god of dark magic and part of the Dark Six. Now, I don't know much about the lore of the Dark Six, but when something is vague, uh, that can be a benefit. It really enables me just to fill in the gaps. But not delving too much into motivation, I thought of some abilities for this cleric that could really lean into the shadow motif. So right now we're going to sketch out some abilities that would be suitable for a cleric in the knowledge domain that's evil and that serves a god called the shadow. First, this cleric has a radius around him or her. could have it 5 feet or 10 feet around this villain is always dim light, and the cleric can choose to turn it to darkness at will. If you want it to be magical darkness, the kind that can't be penetrated by dark vision, or just regular old darkness, that's up to you. To piggyback off of that ability, let's give this cleric the Way of the Shadow Monk's Shadow Step Teleport ability. That way the cleric can always choose to be in a dark spot so that he or she can teleport somewhere else. And we're going to give the cleric the ability to cast either Darkness or Maddening Darkness, or both. Maddening Darkness is in Xanathar's Guide to Everything, and depending on the level of game that you're running, you may choose to adjust the damage output because it does do a significant amount of damage and would not really be appropriate for lower level characters. But all of those abilities really reinforce the fact that this cleric is a servant of a Shadow God. Now let's look at some abilities that really reinforce the theme of knowledge. Basically taking knowledge, 
and the power that is inherent in knowledge. This cleric could make someone forget a spell, something that if your players were casting spells over a certain level, they have to roll a wisdom check or an intelligence check, something like that. And you can describe it as the players feel this villain reaching into their mind, searching at the recesses of their memory, seeing if they can pluck something away from them. They could even make the players forget a key piece of information crucial to the campaign. Now, as the dungeon master, if you wanted to get really creative, you could reveal this after the fact, as in the cleric mocking the players for something that he or she made them forget. And this is something that you actually never revealed to your players, but now you're revealing that in the game, those player characters did know that information and have been made to forget it. I think that would be really neat. Now, on the flip side of knowledge, using knowledge as a weapon, this cleric could reveal something, knowledge or secrets so terrifying that it could drive someone insane. Good spells like this would be feeble mind or mental prison. Not satisfied with just using the pre-existing spells, I did want to try to create my own, and for that I referred to the create a spell option in the Dungeon Master Guide, but really that did not prove to be helpful at all, since this only provides a chart which gives damage output based on the level of the spell. So it's really not helpful for crafting a more nuanced spell that you want to do something other than damage. So I decided to search the player's handbook spell section for some inspiration, and I actually landed on a spell I had never seen before, Divine Word. It's a great spell, but I wanted to revamp it a little bit. Here's what Divine Word does. I'm going to read it for you here. You utter a divine word imbued with the power that shaped the world at the dawn of creation. Choose any number of creatures you can see within range. Each creature that can hear you must make a charisma saving throw. On a failed save, a creature suffers an effect based on its current hit points. 50 hit points or fewer, deafened for one minute. 40 or fewer, deafened and blinded for 10 minutes. 30 or fewer, blinded, deafened, stunned for one hour. 20 hit points or fewer, killed instantly. Regardless of its current hit points, a celestial... An elemental, a fey, or a fiend that fails its save is forced back to its plane of origin, if it isn't there already, and can't return to your current plane for 24 hours by any means other than a wish spell. I can't believe I'd never heard of this spell before. Anyways, so I wanted to use this as the skeleton and change a few things. I want to keep that it can target any number of creatures, probably bump up the range from 30 feet to 60 feet, and I would like to do away with the effects based on hit points, instead going on by how much the player fails their check by. If the target is successful, you're still deafened for one minute. That represents the power of this knowledge. It's so potent, so dangerous, that even hearing it, even if you succeed on your check, you're still deafened for a minute. If you fail, you are deaf and blind for one minute. If you fail by more than 5 or 10, this can be up to you, probably more than 10, perhaps, let's just say 10, deaf, blind, and stunned for one hour. And I'd like to call this revamped spell something like Know This or Revelation. Now here's something I just want to take a quick pause on the abilities that we're talking about here. 
In the Dungeon Master's Guide, where it gives you some tips on creating your own villain, one thing that's there is a weakness. Now this would be a great opportunity to introduce a secret weakness for this character. If knowledge is what makes this villain powerful, then knowledge of its weakness would be crucial, right? And it would want to protect that knowledge dearly. And it's great that it's it's in keeping with the same theme that knowledge is power. And I thought it would be really neat to introduce the secret flaw in this way. Every time the cleric uses this spell, Revelation, actually conveys information pertinent to the villain's plan. Now this is knowledge so powerful that it can deafen, blind, and stun powerful heroes. But if you wanted to get, again, if you wanted to get really creative, you could arrange it in such a way that every time the cleric uses this spell, he or she is actually conveying information about themselves or about their plan. Some information that is connected some way to defeating this villain. And what that would mean would that the heroes would need to face off against this villain multiple times so that they endure this spell. They would need to survive and they would need to not kill this villain until they have enough information to defeat them. Just an idea. Maybe it's too complicated. I don't know. Just a thought that popped into my head that I thought would be kind of neat. And here's one last ability that I thought of to really reinforce that theme about this cleric using knowledge to their advantage. And a quick little tangent. Characters that are really intelligent are often more interesting. I think a great example of this is Hannibal Lecter. If you've ever read the book or seen the movie Silence of the Lambs, that first scene with Hannibal Lecter where he's being interviewed by Agent Starling. He is in complete control. He does not seem like he's in prison. He knows exactly what's going on, that he's manipulating her. Well, because he is. But that's because of his intelligence. So it'd be really great to have that same sort of dangerous intellect in a villain. So to that end, in combat, this cleric learns and analyzes how an opponent attacks them with ranged attacks, whether they're ranged, regular range bow and arrow attacks or ranged spell attacks or melee attacks, any attack after the first, whether or not it hits by a player character, any subsequent attack against the cleric has disadvantage. This represents how quickly the cleric learns about the fighting techniques of the heroes. This makes the villain more dangerous in combat, reinforces the knowledge theme, and it would force your players to put themselves into positions where they are getting advantage in order to counteract this effect. So it really makes your players think tactically about combat. All right, and that is all I have for the cleric. I know we only did two domains, but I think there's some good stuff there. I'd love to hear it if you end up using any of this or any of the other ideas from the other Creating Villain episodes in your game. Let me know if you have any suggestions of your own. I'd love to hear them. Uh, shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. On Facebook, we are Knights and Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, we are at Knights and Nerds. And we also have email, Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening to this, and we'll see you next time. But for now, we're just going to let the outro music take it away because it's so epic. Like, dun 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 dun.